Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. So I wanted to share just some some, uh, wisdom with you this morning, some things that uh, my dad imparted to me. And some of these you've heard me say over and over again, and you're going to continue to because they're good things. These are truths that will help you in your life daily uh, and are going to help you in in several aspects of your life. And so I want to share some great advice from a uh, good advice from a great dad. All right. Uh, Number one, remember who you are. Remember who you are. Turn to somebody and tell them that. Remember who you are. Even if you got a Simba, remember who you are. I wish I had James Earl Jones' voice. Just unjust that one man has that great of a voice, and I've got mine. But either way, um, remember who you are. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 11, it says, Therefore remember that you once Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise. You see what this is saying? And Paul is telling us that we were on the outside as Gentiles. And if you were not a natural born child or descendant of Abraham, you were out of the loop. You you had no rights in this covenant. Uh, The the law did not apply to you. Um, And so you were not protected. You were away without Christ, having no hope and without God in the world. That's not a good place to be, is it? Aren't you grateful, though, that that, that, that doesn't stop there, that the news doesn't stop there, didn't stop there at the bad news or how things were, but now, everybody say, but now. This is what we really need to remember above all things. We remember where we came from, but what he really wants us to remember is where we are right now, what we've been brought into. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. You are near God today because of Jesus. You are near God because his blood washed you clean, took away your sins. His his blood justified you. His blood made you righteous. His blood made you one spirit with God. Can I get a good amen in this 930 service today? My, my, my dad would tell me, my brother especially, he didn't, he didn't have to give this speech to our sister as much because girls, they, no, they don't behave very well either. But <laughs> but what I know as a boy, and he knew us because he was once a boy and he knew how boys thought, especially teenage boys. And what's on your mind, 99.9% of the time at that age. And so he would tell us, boys, remember, and he would say things like, you carry the name holler. Not everybody is a holler. You are hollers, and so you're going to have to live like you're a holler. Because when you go out there, you carry my name with you. No pressure, boys. Have fun. (laughs) Remember who you are. You carry the name of Christ. You are marked by him. You bear his name wherever you go. So I want to encourage you, encourage all of us here today to represent him well. Represent him well. Remember who you are so that they can see him in you. It's what we're really here for, to let our light so shine that they may see the good works, the good things that are done in us, that, that, that they may give glory to our Father in heaven. 
As he is, so are we in this world. Remember who you are. And the, the next thing I can remember my dad saying over and over to me, um, and he even wrote a little kind of a life instruction book for pastors, and about every few instructions, he would repeat this line in it, and it was, stay in love with Jesus. Stay in love with Jesus. And he would give some other good things to do as pastors and all that, and then he would come back to stay in love with Jesus. Stay in love with Jesus. In Psalms chapter 119, verse 97, King David says, Oh, how I love your law or your word. It is my meditation all the day. And then verse 165 of that same chapter says, Great peace have those who love your law. <coughs> or for us, that's the word, right? Great peace have those who love your word. And nothing causes them to stumble. Wow. Your love for the word will keep you from stumbling. And, and in particular, if you read the King James Version, it would be nothing shall offend them. It would keep you out of offense. Amen. Keep you out of offense when you're, when you're, when you're love for the word. Amen. You won't get all riled up about stuff that's being said out in the world. Something said about you won't lose your cool over that. Right? You love the word. All right? Because most of the time what people say it ain't going to matter anyway. It's not. It's what you believe. It's what you believe. And you might as well believe what God has said about you because he's got plenty of good things to say. Jesus said in John 14, 23, he said, uh, Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. And one of the examples that my dad set he never required this of any of us. Never, he, he just did it. He just lived it. Every day he read five chapters a day of the, of the scriptures, and that was besides his Bible study time for sermon prep and all that kind of stuff. It was just a daily discipline he had. And, uh, and he had learned this in, in Bible school um, from uh, one of the founders, Mrs. Frida Lindsay. Uh, one of the her and her husband, Gordon Lindsay, founded Christ for the Nations years and years ago. And she used to always say, three and five, three and five. And you read three chapters a day on, uh, uh, during the week and five on Sundays. Well, my dad just decided to up it to just five every day instead of trying to keep up with three and five. So uh, just rounded it up. Have a non-negotiable daily time in the Word. All right? Have a non-negotiable daily time in the Word. Because the more time you spend in the Word, the more your love for Jesus will grow. If you love me, Jesus said. You'll keep my word. So stay in love with him. You love his word, you'll, you'll stay in love with him. Stay in love with his word. Amen? Number three, pray in tongues more than you think you should. <laughs> Gosh, I don't know how many times I heard him say that. Pray in tongues more than you think you should. The Apostle Paul gives us an example. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 18, he says, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. How can he possibly even dare to say that? Because he had to have done it all the time. He had to have done it all the time. Pray in, in the Spirit. Pray in tongues more than you think you should. Now, I did kind of rephrase this just for the sake of uh, the day we're living in. And so uh, <clears throat> I've kind of modified this next phrase. Uh, your wife isn't crazy. You just need to learn her. Your wife isn't crazy. You just need to learn her. <laughs> Where do you amen on that? Because she doesn't think like you do, gentlemen. 
Have you figured that out? If you've been married five minutes, you, you figured that out, right? <laughs> her thoughts are intertwined with her feelings. And, and she will speak to you on behalf of both thoughts and feelings. Uh, to you, at times, it may be illogical and irrational. I, I would just give you some advice. Don't voice that. <laughs> keep, just keep that to yourself. All right? Especially when she's crying, you know, I, I, I can remember, uh, you know, and Heather's not really an emotional person. I, I, I take up for both of us in that. And, and oh, really? And now get an amen from you. Uh, but there are times, though, you know, like when she would have a breakdown or something. And, and I, I, I feel like, uh, you know, it's a five alarm fire and I've got to rush there and do whatever I can to get the fire out. Can I get a witness, gentlemen, today? Yeah, yeah, right? I mean, ah! Yeah, you want to get there as quickly as possible and extinguish that fire as quickly as possible. And, and here's the thing. You'll be tempted to fix the problem, right? Uh, by stating solutions. Don't do that. Ladies, you had a good chance to say amen right there. Because she's, she's not necessarily looking for a solution. She just needs you to listen. Huh? Amen. If you didn't get anything out of church today, that is worth coming to church for right there, all right? All right, that, that will save a lot of trouble, save you a lot of trouble, gentlemen. I'm still learning that lesson, even though I know it, still, still learning. Mouth getting out ahead of me instead of going, shut up, holler. You're just digging that. <laughs> I got solutions. She... <laughs> 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7. Husbands, likewise, dwell with them. That is, with your wife, with understanding. I, when I read that from here, I thought it was a punchline to a joke. <laughs> dwell with, with understanding. <laughs> it's impossible. If it's telling us to do it, that means it is possible. Which means, that, number one, we've got to listen. Like my grandma used to say, that's the reason why you got twice as many ears as you do have a mouth. You should spend twice as much time listening as you do talking. Another thing that my dad taught me, some good advice from a great dad, is you can do anything you want in life. Amen. And whatever you do, do it for the Lord. I'm grateful to have had a, a, a dad who was a preacher among preachers, a Bible-thumping, rock-and-roll guitar preacher. He was an anomaly back in the day. I mean, <laughs> he, he loved the devil's music, but could preach the word like crazy. So it was like, who is this guy? He's like, show me scripture and verse where rock and roll is evil. I love that about him. But he never put pressure on me, never put pressure on my brother or my sister uh, to try to make us go in the ministry. Now, I had, I had, I had friends whose, whose parents were a little different than that. You know, they made their children feel like they, they had to be in ministry, that nothing else was as noble or as honorable as being in full-time ministry. And, and it messed them up because they weren't necessarily called to do that. Well, who knew that all three of us would end up in full-time ministry? We didn't see that coming. I knew I was called to ministry at a very early age, as you've heard my story, but my brother and sister, they weren't planning on doing that. My brother was planning on being a medical doctor, and my sister just wanted to be rich. So... Uh, and she didn't care about what means, and she would have just told you that. And so my mom just encouraged her, just find the man. 
right? Just, just marry, marry up, marry rich. Uh, well, she didn't, but <laughs> she married Derek Miller instead. <laughs> but he's rich in personality. He's rich in looks. He <laughs> he's going to kill me if he ever hears this, but that's okay. I'm so glad he's not here to defend himself. I remember my dad would say, it doesn't matter if you're a doctor, you're a janitor, a mechanic, rock star, full-time ministry. Just be the best you can be to bring glory and honor to the Lord. Yeah. Remember, Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 says, And whatever you do, do it heartily or with your whole heart as to the Lord and not to men. Remember, this gift is, this life is a gift from Him. The air that you're breathing, it depends on Him giving it to you. Right? You depend on Him giving it to you. Everything about our lives, we are fully reliant on Him. We need Him. We, are, we, are, we can do what we do because of Him. Amen. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. You can do anything you want in life. Just make sure that whatever you do, you do it for Him. Amen. Bring Him the glory and the honor in it, no matter what. Amen. Uh, another thing that my dad taught me... and. It, I found this to be true, not only laughing, and he was really teaching me this as a pastor and as a leader in, in, in ministry, but I found this to just be true in life itself. And that is, he said, Keep, let your heart be a revolving door. Let your heart be a revolving door. And Proverbs 4.23 says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. And, and there will be people, friends that will come in and out of your life throughout your life. Always have a place in your heart for them and love them while they're in your life and love them there. But understand, some will stay and some will go. And you, and you, have, to, you have to keep your heart a revolving door because if you try to slam them shut in your heart, when they leave, it's going to rip your heart wide open. So understand the nature of life. Relationships are, uh, are changing. You know, I can remember, you know, in high school with my friends, of course, Fortunately, I still have one of my best buddies from, from my youth. And that's rare, though. That's rare that we're still in each other's lives. But, you know, I can remember just thinking when you're in high school, well, we're going to hang out forever. I haven't seen those guys in years, right? Most of them I haven't seen in years and years and years. Because uh, things change, you know? Relationships evolve. And so... Uh, another bit of advice from another good dad, Pastor Charles Neiman, somebody I learned this truth from, and he talked about when it comes to relationship, draw circles of love, not lines of division. And understand that, that, there, that you'll have people in your circle of love that you welcome that you're not in theirs. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. Just love anyway. Uh, so don't, don't cling uh, because the truth is the tighter the grip we have on people, the greater the injury when they leave. So for your own sake and for others that are in your life, just l let it go, let it go. All right. I'll... If the bridge... In... Thank you, Jaquise. I love you. Uh, if the bridge, this is another thing that he taught me, and, and, and this, this kind of piggybacks on that, that other truth is, if the bridge is burning in your relationship, throw water as far as you can on the fire, right? When, you, when you've got issues in a relationship, uh, uh, you do what you can to make for peace, all right? You can't change the other person. You can't make them do 
what you want them to do, but you can, you can control what you're doing, right? And that's all you're responsible for. Romans 12, 18 says, if it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. In other words, what it's saying, do your part. And your part should be providing peace, garnering peace, amen? So do what you can to make and keep a peaceful relationship. Never make excuses for your wrongdoings. Be quick to apologize because at the end of the day, you can only change you. Amen. Another thing my dad taught me was when I went to Bible school, he told me, he said, son, hang out with Peter and Paul. So I started looking for a guy named Paul and a guy named Peter. I'm just kidding. Uh, but he told me, be with the guys. Look, hang out with the guys that are all in for Jesus. You know, find those guys and, and get in with them. I, I wish I could say that I did that. Uh, it took me a while. Uh, a lot of, lot of <laughs> immaturity and growing up to do yet, uh, but I finally did, you know, and some of those people are, are still my, my friends today, but because here's the truth, and, I, and you younger people, I want you to understand this. this. This is a truth for life. You, your quality of life is predicated upon your relationships, your friendships. The Bible says, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits, right? But what does good company do? Hmm? It nourishes good habits. It encourages good habits. So I realize more and more that my quality of life is certainly indicative of the company I keep. And I've got a pretty good life. And David Garner is my friend. And I still have a very good life. Still going in a good direction. <laughs> Sorry, bro. I love you. You know that's all love. This truth my dad taught me and that helped me a lot is give without remembering, receive without forgetting. Give without remembering, receive without forgetting. Give without remembering, that way you never have strings attached to your gifts. You never hold it over somebody's head. You know, when they do you wrong, after all I did for you. Oh, so that wasn't a gift. <laughs> all right, give without remembering, receive without forgetting. Hallelujah. And when you've received without forgetting, it means you'll always live grateful. I, I remember when I was in seventh grade, uh, we'd been outside on recess, and I, and I, Potsy and I went to a private school. Uh, we called it jail, basically, um, where we sat in these desks that lined the walls like this. We didn't sit in desks where we're all together facing a teacher. Our, our desks faced the walls, and we had these, these wings here, so you're just sitting in this little cubby, Right. And, uh, and doing all your work that way. So as I'm making my way over to my little desk area, there's a, a card on my desk. And I, I'm like, what is this? And I open it up. There was no particular reason why I was there because it wasn't my birthday or a special occasion or anything. And I can remember there was a $20 bill in there. And, and something like, uh, God loves you and you're very special to God was written on it. I never found out who that was. Never, to this day, I have no clue who that was, but it marked me. It did something in me. I thought, this person didn't want any credit for this. They didn't sign their name, nothing. They just wanted to give a message to the Lord. And it made me want to do that for others. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 3, but when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. All right, give without remembering, receive without forgetting. And lastly, Romans chapter 8, verse 32, 
It says, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for all of us. How shall he not with him freely give us all things? This is, this is from your heavenly father. And I can remember this and my, uh, Heather and I were talking about this yesterday. And, and she said, yeah, he told me that too. And she said, I'm sure your dad told a lot of people that. But he always tell me, son, everything I have is yours. Everything I have is yours. And I can remember he had this guitar that I love, this Gibson guitar, acoustic guitar. And uh, that actually both of us cut our teeth learning how to play guitar on it, didn't we? And I, I love that about my dad. Like he didn't, he, he wanted us to play nice guitars when we were first learning. Yeah, heck, we banged that thing up. It's got scars all over it. But he, you know, he told me, he said, I, I, it's not right if a kid wants to learn how to play and mom and dad go find the cheapest thing possible. That's so difficult for them to play and then they just give up. You know, I invest in that child, invest in, in, in their desire. And so I, I appreciated his view on that. And so we got to play nice guitar. And, and uh, he would tell me, he said, you know, this guitar... You know, years from now, when I, when I go on, this is going to be yours. And then one day it dawned on me, and I, I'm an adult at this point, and Heather and I are already married. We might even have a kid or two. And I, I told Dad, I said, Dad, you know, you told me you're going to give me that guitar someday, my inheritance. I said, but something dawned on me. You and I are only 16 years apart. By the time you're going to pass this off to me, I'm going to be well old enough to afford whatever guitar I want. <laughs> he said, all right, it's yours. And so I've got it to the, I've still got it. And I, I'm going to pass that guitar down to, to my children and grandchildren as well. But when he said everything I have is yours, he really didn't mean it. So I, I was very careful sometimes to ask for something. Sometimes I would even do it in jest, and then he would force me to take it because he wanted me to know that principle was true all the time. Everything that I have is yours. I'm grateful for that because it taught me about my heavenly father that he's not a tight-fisted God, that he's a generous God. And the Bible makes us understand that when Paul says, if he'll give you Jesus, he'll give you anything. There's nothing he would withhold from you. Every gift is yours. Everything he has is yours. So I'm grateful for that today. And hopefully you can take some of this advice from a great dad, live in this, pass this stuff on, because it'll bless your life tremendously. Father, thank you for this time together. Thank you for these dads that are here in this room. Thank you for your anointing upon them, your grace upon them, your blessing, your wisdom for them. Lord, I have learned so much being a dad, how much you love me. When I started having children, Lord, I really began to learn you as my father that much more. And I, I thank you, Father, that you care for every family that's here. And I pray for peace and grace upon them, Lord. Thank you, Father God that you don't hold their sins against them. No, we're not perfect, <laughs> but you are, and you're with us. And I thank you, Lord, for that you even, you, there's grace in our failures. There's, there's grace in our misunderstandings and mistakes. I thank you, Father God. May you bless every family here because, Lord, truly you love us. You love our children more than even we do and our, our, our spouses. And 
Thank you that you loved us with such a great love that you were willing to give us what you gave us when you gave us your son. Bless every family here. Bless every dad today. May they be strong in the Lord and the power of his might to be men, be men of God, to lead their families in righteousness, truth, and justice. And they would leave a legacy of faith one day at a time, one decision at a time, one conversation at a time. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Praise God. Have a blessed day, all of you. May the Lord bless you and may he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and all of your house and give you peace. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.